0: Thanks for joining us at Faith. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and draws you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service or find out more about the church, visit faith.church. That's faith.church. So grateful. Guys, today we're continuing our series on God, the Holy Spirit. And last week we leaned into what God had for us, and before I get into the message, I do have a couple of announcements that's really kind of in line with the work of the Holy Spirit, and that is through our prayers. Many people don't understand that it's the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that anoints our Prayers that allows them to be fervent and effective when we pray them as we come into alignment with the will of God. And so we're starting our 21 days of prayer tomorrow, and you can, you can follow along as we, as we walk through the next 21 days as we pray. We're going to be praying for the seven spheres of influence in our world. We're going to be praying that God would speak to s- some of you, to step into those spheres of influence. We're gonna be praying that God would, these areas, they're, they're just seven areas that have been identified, there's probably more, you could probably reduce them down to less, but essentially it's just seven areas of our world that, that is used to influence our world. And so we're going to be praying over them as a church and asking God to move in these areas so that he would be glorified and that he would be glorified through our lives. And so that we as believers could could live out what it means to walk by the power of the Holy Spirit in everyday life and what he's called us to do and called us to be. So tomorrow we start 21 Days of Prayer. So you can download our app. And you can uh, just go to the app store. It's under Faith Arvada. You can download that and you can follow along. You'll get an alert every day to pray. And then starting this Wednesday, everybody say this Wednesday. At 6.30, we're going to be right here and we're going to be praying. And we're going to be praying together. And we're going to be seeking God together. Um, we're going to be doing that for three Wednesdays in a row. And every Wednesday we're going to take communion together. We're going to pray together. And then all of you were giving cards when you, come, when you came in today. Or you can do it online as well. And you can fill out and write your prayer requests on there so we can pray for one another as a church. And so as you leave today, you can drop it off in the white buckets. And then come Wednesday, we will have them up here for all of us to pray together for each other. It's going to be a really powerful time. And, and don't miss it. If, if It's for one hour, 630 to 730. And so just so you're aware of that, it's going to be a lot of fun um, together for us to really seek the face of God. Um, but also just to, to remind you that November th- or this, this Wednesday, we're going to uh, have a kid's pumpkin smash party, which is going to be a lot of fun. So what do you do with all the leftover pumpkins through the season? You smash them at church for the glory of God. So that's what we're going to do. So our kids are going to be doing that. And so just so you're aware, um, that's going to be happening this Wednesday as well. Also, one more thing, if I say one more thing, we are starting up again, which we do a couple times a year, the kind of initiative that we call No Empty Tables. Now I believe that our, our community should be better because we're here, right? Actually, I think our community will be better because we are here and because you are here and because we are a church together and there's no reason why anyone in our community around the holidays should have an empty table. Why? Because we're here. Because we're the church of Jesus Christ. And so today you can pick up your box out in the atrium and you can fill, you can, there's a slip in there. You can fill out all the details. You can buy the things, um, put it in that box. You can return it and we're going to bless people and we're going to, uh, we're going to distribute the food on the 21st for our community and those who need some food. Amen? Yeah. Well guys, listen, we are continuing this series on churchology, and we've asked the question, what does it mean to be a church that's being built by Jesus? Really, I, even a deeper question, what does it mean for your life to be built by Jesus? Jesus. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Well, there's, a, there, there's some prerequisites of what it means then. If you're able to charge the gates of hell and dismantle them, your authority is going to come from the reality that you are living and you are walking in the calling that God has on your life, that Jesus has called you to be. Same way as the church, that if we're going to have the effect in the world That God's called us to have, we actually need to do things the way that Jesus wants us to do them. Doesn't that make sense? Since his blood is what purchased you, we should probably ask him what he wants our lives to be and how he wants us to live it. And so we've been walking through this series looking at the different things. Last week I talked about if we're going to be the church that Jesus is building, we need to become familiar with God, the Holy Spirit. And this is part two of that message, and I'm going to be doing two more on the, asp- or the, the person of the Holy Spirit. But as we looked at last week, we were we, kind of the word that came to, to my heart is that the Holy Spirit wanted to reintroduce himself to us. Now we're living in a world that's going to require supernatural power of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives... To live the life God's called us to live and to have the impact and power that God has called us to have. Amen? And so we need to understand that there's been given to us a person, a part of the Trinity of God called God, the Holy Spirit, and so, as we looked at last week, we, we saw that most Christians are familiar with God the Father. We are, and that's just the beautiful understanding of God the Father. We're familiar with God the Son, but when it comes to God the Holy Spirit, there is some, some mystery around it. And because of the mystery, I, I believe people have exploited it, or even in, in ignorance, have created theologies and doctrines around God the Holy Spirit that just aren't in the Bible. Say amen. Amen. They're not. Some of the things I've heard are just not in the Bible, but they're based off of experience, but not the Bible. And so we want to come into alignment with with what the Word of God says regarding God, the Holy Spirit. And as a reminder, we see that God the Father was the primary active person of God in the Old Testament. In the Old Covenant. We saw, and we saw him on Mount Sinai. We saw him moving. We saw, we saw him speaking to Moses. We saw all those things. But in the, in the age of God the Father, we saw glimpses of the Spirit at that same time. Glimpses, flashes. And that glimpse was the Spirit would come upon someone for a purpose. To accomplish a task. A limited amount of time. It would ascend on someone. They would do something for the sake of God. For the sake of the purposes of God. But then that spirit would lift. We saw it in Samson. We see it in the prophets. That the spirit would come upon them. They would prophesy. And then the spirit would leave. So that was in the old covenant. And then we came to the age of the new covenant. And so in the new covenant, we see the age of the person of God, the son, God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, fully God and fully man. And in the age of God, the son for 33 years, God, the son walked the earth. It was the age of God, the son. We saw glimpses of God, the father then. So in the old covenant, we saw God, the age of God the Father, glimpses of the Son and glimpses of the Spirit. And now in the age of the new covenant with Christ on the earth in the New Testament, it's the age of God the Son. And we saw glimpses of God the Father, how he would speak from heaven and say, this is my Son whom I'm well pleased. On Mount Transfiguration, this is my Son, do what he says. And we saw glimpses of God the Holy Spirit that would move and that would, that would give gave Jesus the, the, the ability as, as he possessed all things to heal and deliver and prophesy and speak and we saw that. But they were glimpses, it was the age of God the Son. And so now we see after the work of Jesus Christ, we see now the God, the Holy Spirit, who I, I, want to, I want you to catch real quick that at the coming of Jesus, we saw God, the Holy Spirit, we saw him manifest through the conception of Jesus in the womb of Mary. We see the person of God, the Holy Spirit, flowing through Jesus, as I've already said. But after Jesus had paid the penalty of sin for mankind, he had risen from the dead, he tells his disciples That the Holy Spirit is going to come. And that the Spirit is going to be an advantage for them. In other words, they were going to have something after the Spirit came that they did not have at that moment at that time. Now for them, how in the world could they conceive that somehow I would get something that I don't have now when Jesus, you're right here. Well, Jesus said this in John 16, 7, as a refresher. He said this to to the disciples. It is to your advantage. Everybody say advantage. That I go away. For if I do not go away, if I do not go away, the helper, speaking of God, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So this is so crucial for us to understand that We are living in the age of the Holy Spirit. We're living in the age of what's available to us through the Holy Spirit. It is is the person of God, that God is, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all one. They are God, but they have different functions for the purpose of accomplishing a task for the kingdom of God. And we are in the age of the Holy Spirit. And Acts 1 They are writing, or Luke is writing in Acts about what Jesus said to the disciples. He says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. Now this is before he ascended. Which you have heard me speak about. And he says this, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So the disciples in Acts chapter 2, along with many other believers, around 120 of them, obeyed Jesus. He had ascended to heaven And they obeyed him, and they gathered in what the Bible calls an upper room. It says that as they were praying, everybody say, as they were praying. And they were waiting on what Jesus told them to do. They didn't know. They had never experienced it before. They didn't know. They just knew something's going to happen, and it's for our advantage. So they waited. And something supernatural Began to happen. Supernatural means that something happens that cannot be explained in the natural. And they all, the Bible says, began to hear a sound. It was, it was like, so it doesn't mean a wind blew. It says it was like a violent wind. So they heard it. Could be a, a, a ruffling, could be something like if I was to go, you can't feel it, but you can hear it. It was a roaring wind. They could hear it. And it filled the house they were in. And what looked like flickering flames of fire came and rested on each person so you could hear a sound, you could see a glowing flickering light of some sort. And it was on everybody. They were looking around being, man, this is, this is wild, this is crazy. And then the Bible says that they were all filled With the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit came at that moment and filled them on the inside. It didn't just come upon them, it went inside of them. It began to live in their being, in their soul. It began to to live in them as it lived in Jesus. And the Bible says that they began to speak in other tongues. Jesus had told the disciples earlier that when this happened, they would receive the Holy Spirit. And also, it would give them something, just not an advantage. It would give them something, and this is what I want to speak of today around this idea. It would give them, Acts 1-8, you, Jesus said, will receive, what's that word? Say it with me, power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you power. I wonder what they thought that power meant. What does that mean? Power. Many teachings around, about the function of the Holy Spirit, they, it, it, and teachers read this and, and it's, it's okay, but I think there's, there's a, there's a greater understanding here. Many teachers that teach on the function of the Holy Spirit move quickly To the power aspect, the gift aspect, and we eventually will. But we must not rush so quickly to what we all want and what all lights our eyes up and makes us go, yes, power, gifts, yes. It's vitally important that we understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit. In the age of the Holy Spirit. Under the old covenant, the Holy Spirit, again, would come for a limited time for a particular task. But now, As I've already stated, but it's important, I I restate it again. Now he lives in us and will never leave us. And we reap the blessing from the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. We reap the blessing and, and, and all the aspects of the blessing of the Holy Spirit that gives us truth for every day. That gives us peace, that comforts us in our pain that anoints us for, for, for the work of God through our lives, that, that, that helps us to overcome sin, that convicts us when we, when we fail, that brings harmony to our homes and our families, that keeps us in line with God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. All those things are wonderful. They're blessings. And then all the personal benefits that you and I have today, every one of us, you have personal benefits Because the moment you gave your life to Jesus Christ, the moment you came into alignment with the work that he had done, the moment that that the Holy Spirit convicted you and you said, I give you my life, your body became a temple of the Holy Spirit. And he began to live in you and we began to receive benefits. And we love benefits. We love the hookups, don't we? We love a family member that works at Starbucks, don't we? We love it. Because we're greedy humans. Let's just be honest, okay? It's crucial, though, that when we think of the Holy Spirit, that we don't jump quickly to what I get to do, what I get to receive And in order for us to walk and operate in the fullness of and the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit, the gifts, the flow of the Holy Spirit that we must settle before we get there, before we go there, we must settle something in our hearts and our spirits today. The one thing that matters the most we must come to grips with why the Holy Spirit was given to us. We must guard the one thing that's the foundation of the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit that you and I received at salvation. See, this is where this is what's missed many times. We, we want the power, we want the acts. We want the wind, we want the flames, we want the 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 boom, we want the goosebumps. We want it all. We want the gold flakes, we want the feathers, whatever it happens anyway. I'm just messing around. But listen, we want it all. Have you ever asked but why? And this is what I'm going to talk about today before we get to all that fun stuff and we will. Which is my one point today is that the work of the Holy Spirit, which we should have on the screen, the work of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives is for the sole purpose of bringing glory and honor to the person and work of our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. Everybody say, that's it. If we don't settle this one thing, if we don't deal with this foundational aspect of the Holy Spirit, we're gonna be in trouble. Jesus said this out of John 16 He, speaking of the Holy Spirit, will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known. To you, he will glorify me. When the Holy Spirit moves and works through people, when he moves and works in power, when he moves and works supernaturally, when he moves and works through the gifts that are in First Corinthians 12 and the gifts of that was given to the church, when when he when he begins to move. When you begin to surrender, the mark of the Holy Spirit or the fingerprint that is made on people's lives by Him, by the work of the Holy Spirit, always points to and exalts Jesus Christ. So important. So important. That is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I must must go away so the Holy Spirit will come so that you have an advantage. Personal advantage, yes, again, we've talked about some of those, but the advantage of what? That you are now have been empowered to live your life and to walk in the gifts and the power and the supernatural happenings and you are now able to bring glory and honor and exalt Jesus Christ through your life because of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's the purpose. Even before Jesus was ever in the flesh, the Holy Spirit was glorifying him. Even through the prophets of old, even through the Old Testament prophets, the work of the Holy Spirit was glorify the Son and the work of the Son was glorify the Father. But the work of the Spirit is glorify the Son. Look at Zechariah chapter 12. And this is prophet, the prophet Zechariah speaking. He says, Through the Spirit, I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and pleas for mercy. So that, everybody, so that. So important, you see that. When they Who's he talking about? The people of Jerusalem, the inhabitants. When they look upon me, it's interesting, on me. What what is he doing? He's prophesying, speaking as from Jesus Christ, God the Son, who hadn't come yet. When they look upon me, on him whom they have pierced, they shall mourn for him. As one mourns for an only child and weeps bitterly over him, as one weeps over a firstborn. This idea is that the Spirit is going to be poured out so that, so that, for the purpose of pointing people to Jesus, glorifying Jesus. The Holy Spirit always magnifies Jesus, praises Jesus, exalts Jesus, glorifies Jesus, points to Jesus, puts the spotlight on Jesus. And we read earlier, the Holy Spirit has given us the power, which we had mentioned, the power, the power. We love the power, but for what? Acts 1.8 says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. So the power is to be a witness and bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit the supernatural gifts that belong to you and have been given to each one of you. Each one of you in this room has a gift that's been given by the Holy Spirit. You may not know it, but you've got it. You just need to unwrap it. And we'll talk about that in the coming messages. But you received them. You were filled with the Holy Spirit. You became the temple of the Holy Spirit. And your very life, our very lives, are to be used and lived for the purpose of glorifying and highlighting Jesus Christ. His work, his life, his death, his resurrection, his second coming. We have been anointed by the Holy Spirit to glorify and exalt Jesus. Why? Because that is the Holy Spirit's purpose. I believe one of the more damaging teachings of Christianity over the years is that the actions of Christians are placed into two buckets. Maybe even two ideas. One bucket is labeled sacred and the other bucket is labeled secular. Meaning that as a Christian, if I, if I work another job or have another career, Except for in a church or a Christian nonprofit, that means the labor of my hands and my mind and my life are secular. They're not sacred, they're not spiritual. That's a lie. And because of this misunderstanding, most believers don't know the power and the gifts that they possess to be used in their everyday life. Because they think, well, what I do isn't spiritual. It's not sacred. That is not true. You have been given the Holy Spirit when you gave your life to Jesus. When he saved you, he regenerated you. You became a temple of the Holy Spirit. So that everywhere you go, you are called by God to bring glory and honor. You are anointed by the Holy Spirit to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ through the actions of your life. There is no such thing for believers. As we, there is no such thing that as a believer that things that I do are secular and things that I do are sacred. No, everything I do is sacred. Everything I do is spiritual. Everything I do matters. Everything I do has an anointing and a power through the Holy Spirit to bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything you do. Every word you say. Every, every, every time you show up for work, every time you walk into a room, every time you speak to people in your family, every time you, you walk home, every time you drive, every time you breathe, you are doing it all for the glory and the honor of Jesus Christ. That's why the Holy Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit wants to use you supernaturally in every aspect of your life for the purpose of glorifying Jesus. Paul says this out of Colossians 3. He says, whatever you do. Everybody say whatever. Whatever. Not whatever, but whatever. (laughs) Whatever you do in word or deed, Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, whatever you do. The difference, and here's the determining factor that I really want us to get in our hearts. I believe the Holy Spirit wants us today is the difference between secular actions and sacred actions. Because there is a difference, and I'll explain it, is that words and deeds done to glorify self, are secular. And words and deeds that are done for the purpose of glorifying Jesus are sacred. Here's the the interesting thing. They can both be exactly the same. They can both be exactly the same. You can come to church for the purpose of being seen at church so that people think you go to church or you can come to church because you want your life to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ. The same action, one is done sacredly and spiritually, one is done for the purpose of self. The Holy Spirit wants to give you Supernatural power, understanding, knowledge, favor, gifts. He's already given you gifts. He wants you to to understand and ask him, what gifts do I have? But if you want a life, and we all do, that is marked with the power of the Holy Spirit, that is marked with the supernatural happenings in your life, that is marked with, wow, something's different about you, that is marked with the mind of Christ, that's marked with words of knowledge, that's marked with with an anointing of what you do, that something is different, There's 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 something different about you. If you want a life that's marked with that power, the power of the Holy Spirit, then you must Make a decision of your life and in your life that everything that you do, you do it for the purpose of bringing glory and honor to the work and the personhood of Jesus Christ. Why do you go to the office every day? Why do you go to the construction site? Why do you go to retail? Why do you work there? Why, why Why do I... Get the honor of pastoring this church. Why do I do what what I do? Why do you run your business the way that you do? Why do you have the finances that you do? Why do you sit behind the computer that you do? Why do you have the family that you have? Why do you wait tables? Why do you go to college? Why do you go to high school? Why do you speak to other believers? Why do you why do you speak to people who don't know God? Why does the spirit live inside of you? Why does he empower you? It's for the purpose of bringing Jesus Christ the glory and the honor that he rightfully deserves as a witness for him. There are many who even call themselves even today ministers, leaders, or ministries but what is being said from them or from the ministry is not done for the purpose of glorifying Jesus Christ. It's done to glorify a particular agenda, maybe their particular name, maybe it's book sales, maybe it's, it's whatever. But it is being done Not to glorify Jesus. The intent of what they are doing is not to glorify Jesus. Jesus even said this. There will be a day that we stand before the Lord. There will be some who say, Lord, Lord, I cast out demons in your name. I did this in your name and that in your name. And Jesus is going to say, well, depart from me. I never knew you. In other words... You used my name, but you didn't do it for my name. Your life was for your glory. And therefore, you got your reward. You got your reward. So how do we know? And, and, and please, I want you to apply what I'm about to give you to every aspect especially of ministries, people you follow. We're living in a day and age that people can, can go to a church and can have a pastor and receive teaching, but, but, but really they follow people who all over the place who have no accountability. There's no spiritual authority. They're a person who has an idea. And because it looks great and there's power on it, they're like, that's wonderful. That's, that's what I want. But I, let, let, me, let me just clarify something. How do you know if something is from God the Holy Spirit? How do you know? How do you know if, if a ministry is from God? How do you know that if a, if a person is from God the Holy Spirit? How do you know that an agenda that says, or, or a teaching or, a, or a, a group that says, oh, we're all about what God says in the Bible. How do you know it's actually from God? How do you know it's actually from the Holy Spirit? Listen to me, if it doesn't, glorify and exalt the name of Jesus Christ, hear me today, it is not from God the Holy Spirit. It doesn't. It's not. If it doesn't, it's not. That's the truth. If the whole purpose, according to Scripture, of the Holy Spirit is to glorify the name. Everybody say the name. The name of Jesus Christ. If that's the purpose. But yet, What's being done in the name is not for the glory of the name. It's for the glory of the individual. It's not of the Holy Spirit. It's of some kind of spirit, but it's not the Holy One. Might be the spirit of self. If it doesn't glorify and exalt the name of Jesus, it's not from the Holy Spirit. What would our world look like if believers imitated the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Where we didn't work hard and live our lives to build our wealth, our brand, our name, our platform, we labored and worked to gain a greater reach, a greater impact, a greater influence in our world for the purpose of bringing glory and honor to the person of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. What would that look like? What would that look like? Talk about a seductive distraction that has plagued the church, that we get entangled in things We give our life to things. And our purpose is not for glorifying Jesus. It's for something else. And so here's a question for us today. If the purpose, if the supernatural happenings of the Holy Spirit are for the sole purpose of exalting the name of Jesus, and that Understanding of the, of, the, of the Holy Spirit in your life, of the gifts, of your influence, if that understanding is where power, gifts, supernatural happenings flow through that vessel, the vessel that wants to honor and bring glory to Jesus. The question, and this is what I felt the Holy Spirit ask me today, is can the Holy Spirit trust you with gifts and power. Can he trust you? When Jesus was baptized, I want you just to remember for a moment, when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, he came up out of the water. And remember that the Holy Spirit took the form of a dove, right? And, it, and the Bible says that, and the dove descended on Jesus. Now, I want you to think for a moment regarding the landing of a dove. Now, I grew up going dove, dove hunting. And it's fun because those little things are quick. And you'd plant a sunflower kind of patch and these, these beautiful sunflowers and you'd sit in the middle of one of those on a five-gallon bucket and you would take the lives of innocent doves. It was wonderful. And since it's, you know, we're all thinking about lunch today, then you'd, you'd take the breast of the dove and you'd wrap them in bacon and you'd pop them in the oven. Mm, come on, come on. Hallelujah. That might have been the Holy Spirit right there. I'm just saying. just no, but when, So when a dove, <laughs> I, that's not in my notes. That was for free today. You're welcome. Um, when, when, when a dove goes to land, first of all, it, it, it runs a bit of a, of a pattern. It, it, it's checking out where it's going to land. And a dove comes in to land, and when it, when it comes to land, it pauses right before it commits to landing. It pauses right before it commits. It considers, it assesses the landing place. And you know what it's checking out? To make sure it's a safe place for them to land. So the Holy Spirit is like a dove. That's one of the the, the expressions. It's like it it comes down, comes quick, then it stops and it makes sure that it's landing on a safe place. It's landing. It's the power is landing in a safe place. The question is, are we a safe place? Meaning, will his purposes be able to flow in and through us? That's what the Holy Spirit's assessing. This isn't about salvation, but the flow and walking in the gifts and power and anointing is for The glory of Jesus. Will we allow the Holy Spirit to use us to bring glory and honor to Jesus? Or will we use his gifts and power to bring glory and honor to ourselves? The test really comes because the reality is this that gifts are given, they're given, they're irrevocable, what Scripture says. So when you came to Christ, you were given gifts. And so depending on how much the Holy Spirit will use you depends on what are you going to use the gifts for. And so there is a test. And sometimes that, that I I guess the greatest way of saying the gifts of the Holy Spirit look best on a mature believer who is walking in the fruit of the Spirit. They look best on but. The reality is there are gifts that are given to believers who don't mature, and then those gifts end up being leveraged for their own purposes, for something other than to glorify Jesus. And so the test really comes when the Holy Spirit begins to use you, when the Holy Spirit begins to move through you, when all of a sudden he begins to anoint what you do with your hands. And all of a sudden, he, he gives you favor. All of a sudden, he gives you the, the, the revelation of a gift that you have. Maybe a word of knowledge, word of wisdom. And we'll talk more about that in the future. Could be a prayer language. Could be all the, the gifts that are lined out. Could be the call to ministry. Could be call to be a pastor. Could be all the, or whatever that may be, the gifts that he gives to you. And all of a sudden, you begin to step out and use them. And God begins to bless you. God begins to demonstrate you have the mind of Christ in your business that now you're able to see things differently. He begins to give you insight that no one else has. He begins to give you words of knowledge about things to come regarding situation. He begins to give you discernment when it comes to hiring staff or firing staff. And all of a sudden you're you're firing and and you're thinking, not firing people, but you're firing all cylinders. You're thinking like, wow, this is different. I have clarity in a way I've never had clarity. All of a sudden, you're loving your wife differently. You're loving your husband differently. Your your family is beginning to be blessed. There's a presence of peace. There's a presence of, of something there. It's supernatural. It's different. And then God begins to bless you and begins to demonstrate his power through you, begins to financially provide for you. And now the attention of people is on you. And people begin to give you accolades. They begin to give you praise. What then? That's the test. Proverbs 27, 21 says this, that fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by being praised. The praise test is what I like to call it. The praise test. How will you respond? The praise test question, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a multiple choice question. And there's, I believe there's, there's two. There's an A and a B. And you must answer in the praise test. Either A, I will now shape my words and deeds... And these gifts I have around whether or not it will lead to the praise of men or be, regardless of man's praise or or, or rejection, the words, deeds, and actions of my life will always be for the purpose of glorifying, exalting, and spotlighting Jesus Christ. It's either A or B. And the reality is this. If you want the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit evident in your life, if you, want it, if you want him to flow, continue to flow through you, continue to anoint you, continue to bring forth supernatural happenings, continue to lead you in ways that you never thought possible, continue to minister to you, there is no reason why I should be in front of people preaching or proclaiming something that uses words. I stuttered horrifically as a kid. Funny enough, I just saw my mom last last month, my mom and dad, and she was like, hey, do you remember when you couldn't hardly talk? Yeah, I remember that, mom, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) And she was just grateful but I remember I couldn't even, I, I, would, I would just, I, I couldn't get it out, it was, it was, I was stuck. I felt stupid. I get to school. I was always in the bottom of my class. Couldn't understand. I was good at math until I had to do word problems. And it was like, I'm stupid can't get it. I, I don't understand. I'd read it. I'd read it. I'd read it. I couldn't hardly read. I, w- I didn't understand. One of my worst fears, my worst fears in school was when the teacher, and this is for some of you teachers, just be considerate of this. <laughs> the teacher would go around and you'd read through the chapter of like a history book or, or science book. And so you would read and each, each student would read a section, the worst. I would try to start. Okay, I'd try to figure out where I'm going to be so I could read and try to. Because I knew I was going to stutter. I was, I couldn't say. I misplaced words. I, 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 I couldn't get it out, and I, I would read like I, 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 and I'd try and. I, I, it was terrible. But I made a decision. my life, that if God would use me, I'd commit my life to bring Him glory. And so He gave me a gift. He gave me understanding. He gave me the ability to speak. He anointed my life. Not for me. But for His glory. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. To bring glory and honor to Jesus. If you want the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit evident in your life, choose B. Regardless of people's praise, rejection, acceptance, regardless, it won't change why you do what you do. It won't change. If you choose B, if you choose that your life will be set aside to bring Him glory. Whatever you do, in word or deed, sacredly, spiritually, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the moment you wake your eyes, you open your eyes and you wake up in the morning, you're anointed by God because your whole life is to bring glory and honor. Your home is to bring glory and honor. Your cars are to bring glory and honor to Jesus. Your finances are to bring glory and honor to Jesus. When you walk into work, it's to bring glory and honor to Jesus. And you do it through your work ethic, through your attitude, through your spirit. And then when someone says what's different about you, you are ready, as Scripture says, to give an account of the hope that lies within you because you're different, because you're anointed by God to bring glory and honor to His Son, Jesus. You're anointed by the Holy Spirit to glory. You've been given gifts to bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you can choose A. You can choose that now because you you get the praise of people. You can choose it. But just so you're aware, the praise of people is your reward. That's what you get. Or... You can choose the reward that says, well done, good and faithful servant. People who choose A, they can even have ministries. They can even have churches. They can even do all kinds of stuff. And then somewhere along the way, you see that there's a moment that they, they all of a sudden they don't have any more influence and something see their voice seems to be insignificant and all, all of a sudden that they they kind of fade a person fades away and you think what what happened well they got their reward live for the glory of Jesus not the praise of man live your life for the glory of Jesus and then you will share in his glory. So if, 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 if you live for the praise of man, you will receive your reward on earth. Praise of man. That's it. If you live for the glory of Jesus, scripture says that you will share. This, this blows my mind. Share in Jesus' glory on the earth and you will share in his glory in eternity. You tell me. I choose B. Circle B, circle B, circle B. Make the decision today, friends. Say yes to the Holy Spirit. To be a vessel to be used for the glory and the name, the name of Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed of the name. Glorify the name. Don't be ashamed of the name. Glorify the name. God, the Holy Spirit's main purpose is to glorify the name and the Son. The Son's main purpose is to bring glory and honor the Father. Live your life in the age of the Holy Spirit to glorify the name of Jesus. That's where your power comes from. That's where your giftings, that's why they were given to you. That's why you have everything in your life that you do to bring glory and honor to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you today for your word that speaks to us. Thank you, Lord, that we recognize today that your, that your call on our life is to honor Jesus. Father, we thank you for sending your Son. Jesus, we thank you for giving your life for us. We thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to us. Holy Spirit, we invite you in our lives right now, just right where you are, just right now. Invite him into your life. Holy Spirit, at this moment, I invite you in and I ask you to use me for your glory. Holy Spirit, if there's any area of our lives that you've gifted us and given us and we have turned it and used it for our own name, for, an o- for our own agenda, that we've forgotten the purpose of why the Spirit dwells in us, why you are there Lord, I ask that you would forgive us. That you would cleanse us. That we would be clean vessels. And that we would walk today out of this place different. That we would recognize. We would say yes to the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And that is to bring honor. Attention. Glory. To exalt to promote, to not be ashamed of the name that is above every other name and the name by which all men will bow. Holy Spirit, may we come into alignment with you to glorify the Son. And may you move in us and through us with power and with anointing and supernatural happenings for the glory of your Son's name. In Jesus' name, amen. Just remain with your heads bowed just for a moment. If you're here today and you recognize that you don't know Jesus and you realize that you are a sinner and you can feel the Holy Spirit revealing to you that you need a Savior. And you recognize in this moment that Jesus came and he died in your place and he rose from the dead so that you could live. And if you would like to make the decision to come into alignment with what Jesus has already done for you and he's called you today and you want to just acknowledge that decision today, nobody's looking around, just raise your hand right where you are in acknowledgement that you're giving your life fully and totally. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. I'm going to lead you in a prayer that just confesses with your mouth as you've believed in your heart that you have given your life to Jesus. Let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. I give you my life today. I surrender my life today. I open my life to you, Holy Spirit. I commit to bring you glory and honor through the gifts that you've given me. And today, I make the commitment that I will follow you all the days of my life. And I will give you every breath and every action and every word so that I can bring you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can we give the Lord a hand today? If you gave your life to Jesus today, if you could fill out the card right in front of you, and in just a moment when you leave, you can drop it off at the white buckets. We'd love to serve you and help you on this journey. Also, she came in today, you were given cards to write your prayer request on. Did you guys get cards? You didn't get cards. Okay, that's great. So... Um, are there cards in the atrium? On the tables. There's tables right here. I'm so sorry. There's tables right here. Someone told me that and then I forgot it. It's my bad. So there's tables. Um, if you can just grab one of those cards, really important that we get your prayer requests. We can pray for you starting this Wednesday and we can go on a journey together in a 21 days of prayer. So let's all stand to our feet. I'd be honored to pray over you and for you today. If you can, just lift your hands to receive from the Lord today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you in the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, I ask you that you would bless your people, that you would strengthen them, that you would anoint them fresh and new, that today we would leave here determined to live a life that brings you glory and honor with the gifts that you've given us. That everything we do, we would see as spiritual. Everything we do, we would see as an opportunity to bring you glory and honor. So Lord, today we leave maybe with a fresh curiosity to explore and to be open to what you've called us to do and the gifts you've placed in us, that we would walk in a fresh anointing. And may we bring you glory and honor in every aspect of our lives and where we fall short. May we rely on the goodness of you to give us the power to endure, that we would repent, that we would get up and we would keep going as you have called us to do. Bless your people, strengthen them, lead them, give them favor, open doors only you can open heal their marriages, heal their minds, deliver them from the work of the enemy and heal their bodies and restore everything the enemy has stolen from them. In Jesus' name, amen.